continue our conversation. I'm broadcasting from Palm Beach Gardens right here at the Barnes & Noble where this gentleman, uh, famous author Lawrence Lemer, gave a, uh, a signing yesterday. Somebody actually came in and bought 10 copies of your book, Mara Lago. Uh, why would they buy 10 copies? They're, they're a top real estate agent in Palm Beach and they're going to give it to their clients. And they, 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 he, she had one client who may buy this $20 million house, okay? So I, she said, could you sign something nice? And I signed, well, I hope you buy the house and you make Palm Beach a better place. So she was happy with that. So oh, she should have been tickled. So it's a cheap, you know, if she could get one sale out of the, buying the 10 bucks, it's sure worth it. Sure. Now, what are they selling for, the Mar-a-Lago? Dep- well, it depends where you buy it. I mean, well, the, retail, I mean the top price. The top price is what is it? I don't, bucks, I don't even know. 28. 20, 28, 20, 28, $27.99. Cheap, cheap at the price. <laughs> 20% off here. Yeah. Okay, so what does Mara Lago mean? Mara Lago, so from sea to lake. Because sea, pa- sea to, to lake. lake. Because it, it is, it, you know, on, on the east side, it's on the Atlantic Ocean. On the west side, it's on the inland waterways. Inland waterway. Okay, now truth be told is this is the first day. I've just seen your book today. I came down to have dinner with my friend, um, um, Father, uh, Duffy. Father Duffy, and he told me about you, and so here we are. So tell us about, uh, it, you say it's not about him. It's, a, it's about Mara Lago. No, no, it's about him. It's basically his 35 years in Palm Beach. It's a story of Donald Trump's life in Palm Beach and how he arrives and how he, he, he the thesis is that he wants to start a, the town. They don't like him here. They consider him a vulgar outsider. Because he's not old money? He's not old money, and he doesn't try to be part of the establishment. He sticks it to these people. He's got he's a work. He sticks it to them. Uh-huh. He, he, ha, he has a lifestyle unlike anybody he's ever had in Palm Beach. When he gets to a divorce from Ivana, he starts having these wild parties. The most prestigious... Uh, social event of the season in Palm Beach is the Red Cross Ball. It's the white tie event, one of the last white tie events in America. On the evening of the Red Cross Ball, Donald Trump had his own ball, a bachelor ball. He called it the bachelor ball. And he brought in 300 models in, on buses from Miami. Imagine 300 <laughs> models. And I, I had a friend that was there, and he said it was amazing. The, the, the buses were so big they couldn't, come, they couldn't come through the gateway up the driveway, so they stopped, and these models come walking in. And he said, you know, you think of these models as these sophisticated women. Some of these are like 17 or 8-year-olds, 18-year-olds. I mean, just wandering in there, didn't know what the hell they were going to find. And there's Trump. There weren't that many men around. Trump likes to have all these women. And he ends up throwing one of these women into the, into the pool. That's Donald Trump's idea of having a good time. So that's the bachelor Donald Trump. So imagine why these people didn't like him. And so when he, wanted to, when he got in financial trouble and he decided he was going to turn this place into a club, they, they fought him. And he had to fight them to get the town to approve. He, 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 he went against them. Belligerent. How did he win? Well, he, he fought his first political fight. The town council has, has five members. Uh, the reason he started the club was Paul Rumpel, who's a Palm Beach lawyer, who's Jewish and lived and was brought up in the north end of the town, is a Princeton graduate, came to Trump and said, you know, there are five clubs in this town. Four of them are restricted. There are no Jewish members, uh, although the town is about half Jewish. And only one club has Jewish members. If you start a club, it'll be filled with wealthy Jewish members. And so... 
they, they, he had to get through the, t- the town council. Two of the members are Christian, and they assumed they would vote against the club. Two of them are Jewish, they assumed they would vote for the club. And the fifth one was the key. And the fifth one has had to be, re- be elected. So this Mrs. Mrs. Royal, Trump, she, she was a Christian. She was a member of the restricted bath and tennis. But, but Trump and Rappel thought she might vote for it. So they backed her campaign. And when she was elected, she became the key vote. And he won. And the, and the town continued to fight him, and he and he beat them, and he beat them again and again. In doing so, he took on what he, what he considered a corrupt, entrenched establishment. When he ran for president, he thought he was taking another corrupt, entrenched establishment, and he used many of the same techniques he had used to to get his way in Palm Beach. Well, he's some sort of a genius. He did it. He got elected. Remember, he was he's standing brilliant. outside the White House, and he goes, I'm the president. No. Can you believe it? I'm the president. No, it's an amazing story. There's no question. Call him a genius if you want, but it's an amazing story. I was uh, – uh, there's a fellow whose name starts with a B. I forget it. Uh, uh, he's always on uh, Fox. But uh, anyway, I got to talk to Basel or Boswell. And he, anyway, he was with him the night at 6 p.m. The election's going down. Uh, purportedly, they believed from some statistics that came in, there were wrong statistics, that he was going to lose. Somebody had to go upstairs. He goes upstairs. He says, well, Donald, it looks like we're not going to win. And Donald turns to him and says, well, that was a waste of a lot of time and money which is kind of humorous and it's kind of like the guy wasn't going to take it internally well that was a waste of a lot of time and money let's move forward but by 11 o'clock they said you're going to win and he turned to the same guy and said you know I never thought I was really going to win well look he got into it it wasn't a waste of time and money even if he had lost because he got into it with the idea originally it was going to help his brand and his kids thought it was a great idea yeah. I mean, how, why would he think it would so win this is just All for publicity candidates. sake yeah he, he, he just was startled the way it took off but look, financially, he really is helping America. Well, no question. I mean, in the sense that the unemployment rate is very low, I mean, a lot of good things have happened. And yet you didn't vote for him. Would you vote for him now? It depends who he'd vote against. But Democrats sure better have a good candidate. If the Democrats have a good candidate, that's what they need. Don't you think this paralyzation, because, I mean, objectively, you say you're in the middle with this book, you're in the middle, you're walking the middle. Uh, don't you think this 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 paralyzation that's taking place is really a polarization is hurting us? Oh, it's it's devastating. It's the worst thing that's happened to this country. It's also hurting the Democratic Party. It's, forget the Democratic Party. It's hurting America. It's, tor- it's torn families apart. It's torn friendships. It's, it's ended marriages. It's disaster. You can't even talk. When you, what, what do you do? I don't. What what do you? I, when you meet somebody, what do you do? You gingerly figure out which side they're on and what you can say to them. We're two countries now. We're two countries. Now, we're at a Starbucks here in the back of Barnes & Noble in Palm Beach Gardens. And the book is for sale for the CEO who's just thrown his hat in the ring to run for the presidency here. Now, for the first time in my life, you know, they're saying that he shouldn't do this, he should pull out. But i got to tell you something. I could be convinced to vote for an independent for the first time in my life. I'm probably going to vote for Trump because I happen to like the guy, but he's a little... I like him, but I don't like him. I don't like the crazy things he does, but right. I like the goodness. He's he's like he's like he's God's wrecking ball. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. That's a good way to see him. And we needed a wrecking yeah, ball. Yeah, we did need a wrecking there's ball. There's a big party. I mean, look, you have a house in Washington too. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. So you hang out with a lot of these people. 
Somewhat. You're close to it. And, and you know, they, just the party's going to... Look at the last time, not this last time, but the time before when they had the... Uh, the uh, speech that he gives, the uh, State, State of the, the Union. Union, and you had the Black Caucus. Now, when he said he, more black people were employed than ever before in history, not one member of the Black Caucus stands up. Man, they want to keep their pockets lined. I mean, it's conjecture on my part and hearsay, but why didn't any of them stand? They should be celebrating the fact that more black people are employed than ever before in the history of the United States. Yeah, but all, what did he also talk? You talked about the, the, the number of women who are in Congress. That and, was this one. And, and, they, and they stood up, and you know what? Almost very few of them are Republicans. And that's going to be the end of the Republican Party. It's going to end up an old party of old white men if it doesn't get its act together. That's true. There is an image. Or right, let's get back to your book, okay? So uh, tell us something else we would, we would find interesting that takes place at Mar-a-Lago that you uh, r- reveal in your book. Well, Trump, Trump is... You have to, to give Trump his way, okay? And, he, and you got to tell them things are great. I had dinner, actually, I just had dinner last night at Mar-a-Lago. One of the people I was having dinner with was Murray Fox. And Murray Fox had been, a, he was a good tennis player, and he played in the courts there. And he felt these red clay courts, and there was no place to clean your shoes afterwards. And he wrote a letter to Bernard Lemke, the manager, saying, why don't we get a machine to clean the, to clean the or some way to clean the shoes? And also the parking isn't very good. Could we do something to get better parking? And uh, so Lemke got the letter, a very polite letter, and he sent it on to Donald Trump. And Trump threw the guy out of the club for making those suggestions. And, and this guy said, uh, well, if you give me back my $75,000 I paid to join, that's okay. And Trump said, we're not giving you back the money. You signed something, we'll give it back to you after 30 years. So uh, Fox sued and got back in the club. He, so, so that's the kind of thing. When with the chefs, Bernard, Bernard Goupy was a French chef who was hired. With the, you know, he was a classic French chef with all these elaborate sauces. And uh, Trump is a kind of meat and potatoes, simple food. He doesn't like doesn't like fancy food. And so Goupy had problems with him. And Goupy did, did the Caesar salad. That was a very special Caesar salad. We had this bowl of. Uh, it was cheese, a bowl made out of cheese, and the lettuce was this, and there's enormous coupons, and this special sauce, and the members just loved it. Trump hated it. It was just too complex. He didn't like it. So one night he goes into the, to the kitchen, and he screams out, I'll show you how to make an effing Caesar salad, and he makes, he takes a, some iceberg lettuce, throws it in a in a bowl and put some salad dressing. Iceberg, on. not romaine. Yeah, iceberg. He says, that's, a, that's an effing Caesar, Caesar salad. And the next day, he fires Goopy. And Goopy goes home. He's really kind of devastated. What's he going to do? And the phone rings. And Salon Dion's husband calling, saying, uh, Would you co- could you come out and cook for us? Could you come out and cook a dinner? Well, so he goes out that evening. And he cooks for, there's a party for 20 people. And it's a way to test him if they want to hire him as their chef. And, and Salon says, well, what, you, you just got fired. Why did you get fired? And he said, well, Donald didn't like my Caesar salad. And uh, she said, well, why don't you do that Caesar salad for us this evening? And so he did it, and she thought it was great. And she hired him, and they renamed the Caesar salad the Trump salad. <laughs> and, and, and for the two years that uh, he cooked for, the, for Salon Dion, yeah. they, that was the Trump salad. They'd have it most evenings. And then, the next, then another chef was hired, and this was a young guy, and he didn't want to make the same mistake that Goopy made. And so he, he knew that Trump liked steak, 
and that what's the most tender steak in the in the world is Kobe beef and the most expensive steak in the world it's unbelievably expensive so this guy orders Kobe steak that's the massage the cow and all massage the cow frankly I had one of those hamburgers I didn't think much of it well it's very tender so anyway so he gets it and he cooks it and Trump has to have everything just charred black okay in fact I had dinner at the Trump International Golf Club and I was out getting a at the buffet I was out getting a, ordering having a steak cooked and Donald stands there next to me and he orders a hamburger nobody else would have a hamburger and had, how is it charred so black it's like a Brillo pad okay that's Donald Trump so anyway back to the chef the chef gives him the Kobe beef sets it before him and Trump thinks it looks fantastic and he starts eating into it and it's so tender he can put his fork through it and he's infuriated he says take this away and bring me a steak so that was the last Kobe steak ever served in Mar-a-Lago. It was too tender. Too tender. Too tender. <laughs> We're talking with Lawrence Lemer. He has written the book Mar-a-Lago, Inside the Gates of Power at Donald Trump's Presidential Palace. We'll return momentarily. This is the mayor of the airwaves, Rhett Palmer, who loves you, baby.